Hey guys, what's up? It's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. Just a couple of days left in uh, 2021. I don't know. Is anyone else happy or sad to see it go? I don't know. We'll see, right? Uh, To be determined. Um, So kicking off the podcast today, this is my third this week in the book club series. And today I'm going to be talking all about chapter six. And if you've listened the last couple of days, um, I did chapter four and chapter five. And today we're going to move on to chapter six. And if you're new to the podcast and you don't know, I wrote a book that was out on December 1st. It's called It's Going to Be Great, It's Fine, I'm Fine, a no-nonsense survive and thrive guide. You can find it on Amazon. You can listen to it on Audible. Uh, You can find it Barnes & Noble, Target, um, all the places. So just Google it and check it out and follow along with us here in the book club. So let's get on to it. Chapter 6, The Dreaded Timeline. And I know that sounds ominous, but... You know, what I really wanted to get across in chapter six is that I feel like society, sometimes our family or our friends, but a lot of social media, there's like this unspoken pressure or, you know, this imaginary timeline that we're all supposed to be on, right? Like we're supposed to hit certain benchmarks. We're supposed to graduate college at a certain age, get married at a certain age, have kids, buy a house, like all the big things. And If we're not careful, that imaginary pressure, that imaginary timeline, that social media and the highlight reel and like what we think everybody else is doing or feeling, that has a tendency to get us living a life for other people really quickly. And the example that I use in chapter six is that I talk a lot about Uh, my marriage in my 20s, my ex-husband, and how I knew deep down in my gut Um, it wasn't the right choice. And maybe there's some hindsight there looking back, but I can remember knowing that he wasn't the right person. We had a lot of problems in that relationship that I take accountability for glossing over. And I can remember one time actually doing the math. And I did this hypothetical math in my head, and I thought, okay, well, if I break up with him now, I have to start over, and it could take six months to a year to meet somebody, and then it's going to take a year or two to get engaged and get married, and then, oh my gosh, I could be in my 30s. And saying that out loud now just sounds so ridiculous, because now that I've lived through my 30s and I realize it's not as old as I thought it was when I was in my 20s... um, you know, I get sad for my younger self that um, married him anyway. And I talk about in the book how, sure, looking back, I wish I would have found my self-worth through, you know, travel or exploration or some kind of adventure. But that's not how my story turned out. And, you know, I I found my self-worth and divorcing him was the start of choosing me. And really going through the trials and tribulations and the highs and lows of figuring out who I was and what I wanted and how to be in charge of my own life and to stop living for what I thought other people thought I should be doing to get their validation or their approval. And, you know, what I learned at the end of the day was that, and I say at the end of the day, but this took years, you know, it took a lot of consistent work and heartache and confusion, but it took years for me to really figure out that 
at the end of the day, I'm the only one who has to feel proud and and good about what I've done. And if other people, you know, if they want to praise that or say that they're proud of me, that's wonderful and I appreciate that. And that is icing on the cake. But it's not something I needed anymore. And what I needed was to learn how to take charge of my own life and be accountable for my own choices and to quiet the noise of society or what my friends were doing or what my parents thought I should be doing to quiet that noise and really get in touch and learn how to listen to myself and say, what do I want to do with my life? What's important to me? And, you know, maybe that's too big of a question for a lot of people. Maybe the question needs to start with, what do I want to do with this day or this moment? You know, to break that down into into smaller chunks that aren't quite so overwhelming. And I can remember doing that too and just practicing, what do I want to do with this moment, this afternoon? And really working hard to quiet the outside noise of what everyone else on social media was doing or what my family thought I was doing or friends or whatever and just honoring myself by choosing what felt good for me and that was a game changer for me because what it did was it put me in the driver's seat of my own life and it put me on a path of getting to know myself and I'm here to tell you that until you put the work in to really get to know yourself and to know what you want, what feels good, what doesn't, you're never going to be able to make choices that are authentic to you. You're always going to be making them for other people. And it's going to kind of feel like half a life or like you're living it for other people or things because in a sense you are. And, you know, I'll give you an example that I say to my now almost four-year-old and she picks her own outfits out and um, she does a great job, but she'll always come out of her room and really proud and I'll always tell her, oh, you look great, but I really want to know how do you feel? And she gets the biggest smile on her face and she'll say, good, I feel good. And you know what? That's all I could ask for. I want her to walk out into this world feeling good about her choices, feeling good about what she picked out. I don't need anybody else to feel good about it. I need her to feel good about her. And a lot of times we learn that skill later in life. And I'm a big believer that right now is right on time. And it doesn't matter if you think that too much life has been lived or you've messed too much up. You get to start today. You get to start today saying, hey, I want these milestones to be something that I feel good about. I want my my life doesn't need to be a highlight reel on social media or what somebody else's highlight reel looks like. I want it to be authentic to me. I want to take opportunities, try new things. And, you know, I actually write in the book on page 104, I say that life is not meant to be easy and an, and all a highlight reel, no matter what you see on social media or think others are doing. Life is a gift that all too often we turn into a race. If you're running that race for others, you'll never finish in a way that feels good. If you stop and treat life like the gift that it is, you'll find with most special things, you'll want to take care of it. Adversity and trying new things are what affords you the opportunity to find out who it is you want to be. Take every opportunity you can push through discomfort, and find out who you are. 
And you know what? Part of making choices that feel good to you and that are authentic to you means when you make the wrong one, you start again. You have compassion for yourself for saying, gosh, I thought this is where I needed to be. I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm proud of myself for trying, and now I'm going to make a different choice. It's not all going to be perfect, and it's not all going to be up and up. You know, healing tends to happen in layers. So does figuring out and creating who you are and creating a life that you're in charge of. And I know I make this sound, you know, kind of easy, like, okay, just get out there and do it and break it down into small components. But I want to be really clear, and I talk about this in Chapter 6 too, it took me years to learn how to stand on my own two feet. And while I've always been fiercely independent and I've always been extremely proud of my strength, I think a lot of that independence and strength was to sort of prove people wrong or to do things in spite of. And I never quieted the noise around me long enough to say, do I even want to be doing this? Why am I doing this? And It took me a lot of years of trying new things, failing at certain things, loving other things to really get to a place where I I was consistently good at figuring out what felt good for me and trusting myself. And that's, that's one of the biggest things here is you've got to trust yourself. And when you have a gut feeling or, you know, you can sit down and start to say, wait a minute, what is it that I want? And take that initial response and run with it, that's how you learn to trust yourself. And you do the best that you can at the time and you have compassion for yourself when things don't work out. But this whole, you know, I've got to do certain things by this age or everybody else bought a house by this age or everybody else I know is having kids and getting married, I don't care. Good for them. I mean, I do care if it's what they want, right? But I care more about, are you on the path you want to be on? And, you know, if you're listening to this and saying, yes, I want marriage and kids, or I want to be able to buy a house, but I can't, and it's it's hard watching everybody else go through it, that's okay. And it is going to be hard and a bit disappointing, I'm sure. But at the same time, it's okay to want those things. But you have to make sure you're finding them in ways that honor your worth, right? So you're finding it with the right person, not just a person that's available because you want it to happen by a certain age. You are worth the wait. You're worth the wait for everybody else in your life that may come into it. But more so than that, you're worth the wait for you because you want it to be right, not just right now. And I know that it's hard to wait. When you know what you want, sometimes you want it right now. But I'm telling you, you are worth the wait. So especially with the new year coming up, I know we all tend to make resolutions. And I love a good resolution. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that I'd love to work on um, in the new year or continue to work on in the new year. Um, But I'm going to challenge you guys to do this. I'm going to challenge you to live an intentional life. And I want you to wake up every morning and set an intention. And so maybe that's productive. Maybe that's kind to myself. Maybe that's self-compassion. I want you to wake up every morning and set an intention and, and start to live a life full of intention in regard to choosing you. I want you to choose you. I want you to live a life for you. And that's not selfish, guys. When you live your hashtag best life or you live a life that's authentic to you, 
the byproduct of that is being able to give to others, to be kind, to give back to your community because you are in alignment with yourself. So you have, you have those things to give. When you're out of alignment with yourself or you're making choices for other people continuously, the only thing at some point you have left to give is anger, resentment, sadness, and bitterness. But that's because you're living for everyone else and not you. So I want you to take a look at chapter six. The assignment in chapter six is awesome too, because what I do is I take you through step by step about when I talk about quieting the outside noise and starting to make choices for yourself, I, I talk you through doing that in your journal. And I think it's such a powerful exercise because I think you'll surprise yourself. A lot of us do anyway, to, to really look at how many choices we're making for other people. So I think you'll surprise yourself there. And I'm going to take a break um, for the new year, but I am going to come back and we're going to do chapters seven, eight, and nine in the new year. So in the meantime, if you haven't started reading, start reading and doing those exercises. I've had a lot of people telling me that they're reading the book and then they're going back um, to do the journaling exercises, which I think is awesome. I just want it to work for you. There's no right or wrong way other than making sure it works for you. So I hope you all have a wonderful, magical, relaxing, fun, whatever you need it to be New Year. Think about those intentions for the new year. Think about how much you are valued and loved and you are worth it, okay? So have a wonderful, safe, brilliant new year. And I will plan to start podcasting after the new year. We'll finish up the book club with chapters seven, eight, and nine. But until then, don't forget, today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.